Good Friday to you. So I wanted to just start out with a quick blurb. I am going to put some, I have to stop talking, start, uh, I have to stop touching my microphone. I just caught myself. I'm recording these on Zoom and I just looked up and I was touching the microphone again. No. Okay. So I am going to put in some affiliate links because I use a bunch of these products. And if you use them and like them, then great. I get a little bump out. So the first one that I'm going to put in the show notes is Audible. You, I'm sure, have heard of Audible. What's cool about the affiliate link with Audible is that I get paid even a little bit if you do a free trial. How cool is that? So the specific link to my Audible is in the show notes, and there will be many an episode about books in our future because I read a lot of books. I listen to a lot of books. I use Audible, and I use Libby, which is a free book app through the library. All right, so this podcast is about traveling with our dear friends, the dogs. I have had the great pleasure of doing many a road trip with my near and dearest friend, Tucker. Tucker is a great traveler. He actually just perked up. Every time I say his name, his little ears go wiggle, wiggle, and his tail does too. So this was the first trip when I just went from Wisconsin to Canada where I had two dogs. So of course I have some insight with that, but I've done, you know, I should have counted before I started recording. I think Tugger and I have been on five or seven long ones. I think our longest yet was from, um, where were we? Oregon to Knoxville. Um, and he's also traveled from Wisconsin to the East Coast several times. And then we took some detours um, down to Cincinnati and then up to um, upper New York. So anyway, so uh, I broke this traveling with dogs. There he is, that sweet, sweet boy. Um, I broke it into three different sections before you're on the road, things to think about while you're on the road, how to maybe do things a little differently than you would think before. And then just some tips once you've actually landed at your destination. So this works with kind of any road trip that you're thinking that's going to be a little bit longer than just, you know, going to the dog park. So I think one of the first things I would say before you go on a long trip with your dog is if you can, and your dog is a dog that likes this and goes to either a doggy daycare or goes to a boarding place sometimes, I will always say, and you've probably heard it before, a tired dog is a happy dog. But it's also like a tired dog is a happy owner. I've heard that phrase too. And tired dogs are just the best travelers. So if you can do some extra things to make it so that that dog is extra tired, your road trip will just work out a lot better. I had the great privilege of also packing my entire house up before I left. So I actually boarded them for a few days before I picked them up and we started our drive. So they were nice and tired. There are a couple things that I think you might want to buy or at least have set aside and be clear that those are the things that you're going to take with you. I like traveling with a longer lead one that's like at least 10 or 20 feet so that they have more capability to run in places without necessarily needing a fence. 
what dish or jar or Tupperware you're gonna use for water and for food. I like to bring their beds. And I also like to bring a mat so that I can work on a place or a mat cue. Um, so if you haven't already trained your dog to have a go-to a place cue, it's a really good time to start training that before you leave so you can keep training it once you're there. I also travel with a muzzle specifically for Tucker. He does have a bite history. And especially if I'm taking him to a new place to get his nails done or groomed or, or even to a new vet, I like to muzzle him. It's a soft muzzle. It keeps everyone safe and it keeps me feeling better. And then the last thing before you go that I would consider is to print out your dog shop records. And just as sort of a side note, depending on how long you're going to be on the road or how long you're traveling, you want to be as up to date as you possibly can. So for me, this trip around, I actually ended up spending a little extra money to give both Tucker and Willow, my two dogs, as many shots as I could so that I would reduce the number of vet visits we would need in the next year. So for me, that actually did like, you know, sort of technically waste some money because I was giving them shots before they were actually due for them. But it's going to reduce not only the introduction to new vets, but also it's going to reduce the number of times that they even have to go in. Now, during an actual road trip with your dogs, my first tip is to say to you, you should stop more often than you think. One, it's just better for you. And two, it's better for the dogs to get a little break and so that they know that they're gonna consistently be able to go to the bathroom, they're gonna be consistently able to be offered water, all of those sorts of things. So I generally try to stop every hour and a half or two hours, even if it's just for like to pull off at a rest area, do one circle around the parking lot or around the grassy area and back in the car if I don't need a snack or I don't have to go to the bathroom or I don't need lunch or something. I do like to offer water at every single stop. It just takes a little bit longer. Um, I really hadn't even thought about it. When I had traveled with Tucker before, he actually had access to water in the car, but the way that we were set up this time, they didn't have access to water in the car. Like there's just no good place for me to put it. So every single stop they were offered water, whether they took it or not. The long lead is another great thing that can come in during is that you can give yourself a little extra runaround time. Um, and you can stop in a parking lot or, you know, at a rest stop and just put them out on the long lead. I like to do the sort of scatter method for feeding when I'm on the road. So literally taking a handful of food, throwing it in the grass so that they have to search for it before they can, as they get their meal, like that's just a little bit more fun than standing by the car waiting for them to eat. If you're going to be doing like a full long day dog trip travel, like you're, let's say you're going to be for sure in the car for six hours. I would stop at about halfway point. Maybe that's near a meal time or it's not and try to get myself to a dog park. Ideally for me, if it's six or more hours, halfway through a week, stop at a dog park for even 15 minutes. And then I like to stop at a place that will let the dogs be on the patio so that I can actually sit and have a real meal instead of eating just, you know, fast food or gas station. 
Um, this is a great time to use that place command or mat command so that you get a lot of those extra training in. Every little bit of mental stimulation you can add to this day, the better. All right, so once you're at your new location, I think it's just really important to remember that the dog's sort of entire world is, it's everything just a lot, obviously bigger, but change is a big deal. So I, I just wanna stress, expect an adjustment time. And this is true for both of my dogs, one who's a seasoned traveler and one who's a new traveler. And just also expect that you're not gonna know what's gonna be a big deal for them, right? So I've worked really pretty hard with Willow on being able to enter in new places, but she still has a threshold issue. And she definitely had an issue walking through that front door when it was 1.30 in the morning and we'd spent the last like 16 hours in the car. So everything is super new to them, give them time. Depending on your dog, you might get some more accidents than you'd had before. So plan that you're going to have to go outside more than you used to. Get them into a new schedule as fast as you can. So just a caveat, expect an adjustment time. I also want to say one of the expectations is like people get worried that their dog isn't eating. Like the first few meals in a new place for a dog, it's just funky. They might eat a little, they might not eat at all. They're kind of stressed out about like, what is this place going to be like? There's new smells, et cetera, et cetera. So I just want to say, especially with dogs, don't stress about it. They will eat when they are hungry and they can go many meals. I feel like I heard once it was three full days without eating anything before their body starts to be like, Hey, what are you doing now? I know that that is different for cats. I'm not talking about cats at all. I'm talking only specifically about dogs. So try and keep their feeding schedule as normal and as regular as you can, but don't stress out if they don't eat for the first few meals. Mine both regulated probably after two meals. Like we got here that late at that night and the next day, both meals, they were like, mm, I don't know, and ate like little bits. And then the third day they ate more normal. So anyway, things to think about. I think it's important too to know that you want to, as soon as you possibly can, get the routine to be like it's going to be at this new place or like it was at your house. So for me here, this is our sort of general morning routine. And then I switch it up a little bit based on like what our circumstances are. So we first thing in the morning, I make coffee and we go on a walk. Like I keep that routine always. I make coffee, we go out on a walk or a hike or we go to a dog park, like we go outside immediately. Then we come back home and usually sit outside. Here we're lucky enough to have a backyard. If we didn't have a backyard, we'd sit outside on the leads so that they could still romp around for a little bit longer. They'd have breakfast around 7.30 or 8. We do a short walk at noon. Our long walk is usually at four, 4.30 or five. We have dinner when we get back and then we take another short walk at 8.30 or nine. I try to keep to that sort of general schedule as much as I possibly can. And that really helps them with their acclimation time get a lot shorter. So if I didn't follow that schedule and I completely did everything different than what I did at home, they would take longer to get acclimated. Let's say that I 
didn't want to um, take them out right away. I wanted them to just use the backyard. I would start to make the trips, the walks outside or the go to the dog parks. I'd start to make those trips shorter before I took it away completely and then just had to start off in their backyard. So whatever you're going to do to change the schedule from home to your new place, you want to sort of do it in introductory steps so that you're not completely changing exactly what it is. So even the first day that we were here, we got up, we came downstairs, I started coffee, and we went right to the door. The second day we were here, I got up, went and made coffee, and I came back out and they were both right by the door. So they're like, oh, we know we're, we're still doing this part of our schedule. She does this. We stand here and wait for her patiently while she grinds her coffee beans. So I hope it was helpful. Just some tips and thoughts about if you're going to take your dog on a road trip. I love traveling with my dogs um, and I hope that you give it a try and tell me if you try any of these things, um, what worked or what you also find helpful with traveling with your dogs. Bye y'all.